Welcome to the OCR Show of Entrepreneurship and Regional Development Podcast. Each publication in our journal is a great opportunity to share significant and audacious contributions to a large audience. My guests today are Caroline Wigren Christopherson from Malmö University, Sweden, and Karin Ellerstedt from Yonchopping University. They both published an article entitled Rethinking Embeddedness, a Review and Research Agenda. They published this article with Etel Brandin, Anna Stevenson and Maria Agesta. It has been published in the volume 34, number 1 and 2 of Entrepreneurship and Regional Development, a journal edited by Teller and Francis. Caroline, Karin, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Can you tell us what is the origin of your paper? Why have you decided to address this particular topic? And what is the question you aim to answer? It was actually um, a journey starting quite a long time back now. I think we started in 2016-17 discussing this. And we started to talk about the concept of disembeddedness and thought that it is quite fascinating that sometimes if you are too embedded, you might not uh, end up being very entrepreneurial and innovative. But when we started this discussion, we realized that we, in the field of entrepreneurship research, we often use the concept of embeddedness, but we realized that we haven't really... Uh, look that much into the concept of embeddedness. We have colleagues who have done it, um, Stefan Korsgaard, for example, and um, and uh, Johan Gaddefoss and so on, and also, of course, Alistair Anderson. But um, generally speaking, we thought that we could put some more emphasis in understanding the concept of embeddedness. I think it's also quite nice looking back at sort of where we come from, because all of us have conducted entrepreneurship research, but in different fields and in different sort of uh, um, with different approaches. Uh, so Caroline has lived in a region to understand sort of how entrepreneurship emerges in that region and what sort of is the culture there that you can't really grasp in a quantitative study. Uh, I have been very interested in in teams, but also in family businesses where relations are, are core. Uh, it has, has also looked a lot within organizations, uh, sort of at emotions and more relations uh, between managers and, uh, and employees. And then Anna has, I, I, I would say, done similar to you, Caroline, been quite involved in certain regions to understand how how entrepreneurship develops over time. And, and Maria similarly ha has a strong interest in this. So I think when we came together, we also realized we are all intrigued by different contexts and different levels, but we don't really know what's done in this field. So I, I think that was the starting point. And we realized that disembeddedness, there's not much done, so we can't really review that concept, right? Uh, so instead, we, we decided to start with understanding what has been done uh, concerning embeddedness. So that was the main sort of starting point. What are the, the main contributions of this uh, literature review? I would say looking back, uh, it, it was a lot of work put into reviewing this. And also since we've been quite inclusive in, in, in what papers we, we reviewed, I would say just offering a map of the different studies that utilize this concept uh, and, and sort of showing what the field looks like. Because some have focused 
specifically on embeddedness and been sort of intrigued by embeddedness as such. But quite often it's used more as support. So I think it's a good way to see where the research is and where the gaps are. So it shows how diverse it is, but also we try to pinpoint some areas where we believe that there's, you know, gold mines in a sense, more, more work to be done. And if someone would be interested, there is a nice supplementary material to the article where we actually do have our uh, whole data set of the articles that we have included, where we have made an, an analysis that is uh, accessible. So I think that is also a nice part of the article, uh, besides the article itself. And... Um, and I think that it was, we divided uh, the articles into the different phases of entrepreneurship. And by doing this, as Karin said, we can also hint and we can say, for example, when we look at the exit phase in entrepreneurship research, it's very little done regarding embeddedness. So you can identify the gaps. Where can we put our effort into future research related to embeddedness? And what are the, the, the main theoretical or methodological challenges in addressing uh, this question through this uh, literature review? I think that it was, of course, very challenging to have this group of uh, large group of articles and find a way to create a structure for it that made sense. And I think we were happy when we realized that we could divide it into the three phases. But then we also realized that this is, of course, subjective in a way from us, because some articles could fit quite well in more than one phase, maybe. So it's not directly written to be the startup phase or the mature phase. Uh, so that was like, I think, the most challenging thing. And then it was nice to be a group of people working together and coding together and having the opportunity to discuss this. Uh, and then uh, we also started the journey quite some time back and then we submitted and we get the revision and then we had to add and it was a lot of articles being added on during this uh, process of um, writing this uh, piece of work. And uh, we we all, we, we it has not been really financed by a research project. So we have been doing this uh, besides a lot of other work. So then when we realized we have 100 more articles to, to, to analyze, it was, uh, that was a little bit challenging. Yeah, and I, I think, Another sort of uh, overarching challenge that I think with this re review that some other reviews also s sort of suffer or, or meet um, is that we have two concepts that are very broad and abstract in a sense. So entrepreneurship, if you take it in a broad sense, could include so many things. It could be startups, it could be innovation, it could be um, uh, growth. It, it could be many different things and at different levels. It could be tied to the individual or organizations. And then embeddedness, the way it's uh, typically treated, is also very broad in a sense. Like, do we just talk about uh, being embedded in a certain region or are we talking about it in a, in, in, in a more, uh, you know, closer to its initial uh, meaning looking more at the the transactions within networks and how you how you how you how you build that so i think the fact that we had two very broad abstract concepts uh, also meant that we didn't have clear boundaries for our review so that's also why we ended up with so many articles where some only use it as as you know 
an additional way to help them explain something, whereas others are really interested in, in, in the concept as such. So I think that was quite challenging. And I think that's transferable to, to other concepts in entrepreneurship. So if you have a review on opportunities, for example, that's also a broad concept. Whereas if you would look at a phenomenon that is more specific, like new venture teams, and then you know at least one thing is constant and and then the other things might be more abstract. So I think that was quite challenging. And at the same time, given that we didn't really know what the field looked like, I'm, I'm still happy that we didn't have a more well-defined phenomenon because it also made us sort of review the entire field. Uh, but then going further and building on this, I think you could narrow down and perhaps focus on one face or one dimension uh, in, in that across the faces. When you were scanning all these articles, bringing, trying to bring clarity, what was the biggest surprise in scanning and discovering this, uh, these articles? I think that um, one thing that is amazing is how we tend to take a concept that is so complex somehow for granted. And like we talk about embeddedness and how entrepreneurs are embedded uh, without really elaborating on embeddedness and also how we then uh, create support for like this concept by uh, citing Granebetter and and, uh, and so, so it's really like fascinating to see that it is such a used concept that we still uh, can learn a lot more about and also that we tend to to look at embeddedness as something very positive. But is there a risk that you become too embedded? And is this really like in favor for entrepreneurial action and activities and innovation? Or are we creating some lock-in? So, so the, fascina the fascination of that embeddedness is so much taken for granted, I would say. And in, in a sense, perhaps that it's such a complex uh, concept and process uh, but it's typically not applied as such in in papers and then uh, sort of to to defend a lot of the publications out there uh, many of them didn't have that as their main purpose right so the, there there are many good um, publications and studies conducted where they have used embeddedness but their aim was never to really understand the embeddedness per se but i think looking at a holistic um, from a holistic perspective we were still surprised at how few studies there are that are really trying to explain and understand embeddedness and embedding processes uh, over time so it's more like a static concept that is automatic in in the sense that if you're uh, in a particular region you automatically become embedded but but there's so much more going on there that we don't really understand or know about What are the, the main implications for your work for, for entrepreneurs, managers, uh, researchers maybe, uh, and practitioners in general? I think what where we started this discussion with you, that we started reflecting on the concept of disembeddedness. And I have been looking into rural entrepreneurship, for example, and sometimes you, the entrepreneurs I met, uh, they came to a new region and they realized that I'm an, by being an outsider, by not being uh, embedded, they could see opportunities that the local people could say, no, that you will never manage doing that as an entrepreneur. We have never done that before. So like this over embeddedness and being an entrepreneur and taking 
taking things for granted and being in your established network that there is really like a good reason for sometimes moving outside this um, box and uh, and uh, trying to disembed and uh, uh, yourself a little bit so uh, i think that is uh, what I would uh, encourage entrepreneurs uh, to do uh, to avoid this over embeddedness uh, because embeddedness is something very good and very positive, but it might actually hinder uh, also. But I, I, I think it could also be in the sense you can create an awareness that that sort of uh, becoming embedded, if that's the aim, then that's also uh, like a a, a tough process or it's 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 a lot of work and and it's also something that you as an entrepreneur can also do so it's not just the context is there and and influences you but but the embedding process is important and it's something you can can you know work on right uh, and i think i think i mean it's not uncommon in on uh, for entrepreneurs for example to relocate or or start a business in a certain area because there are many different uh, there's there's perhaps a, an industry there that is quite you know good for your type of business but but then also realize that it's not enough to be there you also have to work a lot to be become integrated into these networks uh, and and that can of course be challenging then again during covid of course we've seen that some of these places people are sort of or entrepreneurs are moving away from those because it might be too expensive to be in a certain area or so. Uh, and then, uh, of course, you have other levels or dimensions of embeddedness. So it's not necessarily the region. It could then be be more digital uh, embeddedness or or being involved in other ways or networks. Um, can you Please give us a few recommendations for our colleagues to uh, be able to build a nice and, uh, and constructive review. I think we, we have learned a lot and it has been a great experience doing it. It has been a lot of hard work. But one thing we did was actually to look at this concept over time to decide on uh, how long should our literature review be? Like, when should we start to review? And we did find a time uh, when we could see a very strong increase of articles in the field of embeddedness. So that was, of course, interesting. And uh, we talked, we, we don't really have the, the, the answer what happened then, but there was some influential articles by Alistair Anderson and... Uh, so we think that that has probably played an important role. So we decided to start our review uh, on a certain time. And then, um, and that I think was a very, that is a good idea. So so when should I start to conduct my review? Also that we, we created a coding scheme and we coded individually. We spent quite a lot of time meeting up and actually deciding and uh, and discussing how we had coded uh, so we could agree. And that was also uh, a process when we we came to an, an agreement about the different phases. So I think the coding scheme is very important. And also like deciding, should you do this? So you have, like we decided, for example, to exclude book chapters and uh, books, and that could be criticized. So we focus on articles and we also, decided on a certain um, 
uh, group of articles or journals that we uh, that we included in our review. I, I think I think well one thing that I talked about earlier was this fact that we had two very abstract concepts, right? So if you want to simplify things, maybe it's it's uh, a bit easier to have a, at least one of the concepts being a more clear, clearly defined phenomenon, uh, because then you can also have have a narrower focus and go more in depth, right? But but then of course it's difficult to give a precise recommendation because reviews can be like in our case it was more trying to to create an understanding of what's being done but it could also be that you have a specific perspective that you think is missing in a certain field and then you would review that that phenomenon or field from 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 your theoretical perspective or methodological perspective to really identify what's missing so you can sort of question the assumption so i think there are different approaches but I think if we were to do another one right now I would uh, be happy to have some clearer boundaries around what we want to do. Okay thanks a lot Caroline and Karin for participating to our show and present your paper Rethinking Embeddedness Review and Research Agenda. All our podcasts are available on entrepreneurship.ead.com and on the main podcast platforms. Thank you. Thank you.